This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome in. Appreciate you coming. Appreciate you letting me come to your house with uh, a bunch of audio equipment to talk a little Redskins. Oh, yeah. We appreciate it. Happy to be here. This is uh, our inaugural episode of uh, tentatively titled Hogcast. Um, Work in progress. Work in progress. Part of uh, Hogshaven Radio, new podcast we're setting up through Hogshaven, SB Nation. Very excited. We're going to bring you... A uh, couple different shows every week, um, talking a big game because we have not actually brought on any other uh, hosts yet. So right now it's just us. We're I carrying think the Lavar Arrington might be in next week. We're fingers crossed. We'll see. Var. Yeah. Ports, you got, did you guys ever listen to him when he was? Uh, yeah, on, yeah oh. I did. Him I and Chris Cooley are like some of my all time uh, favorites. Sonny Jurgensen soon. Let's get him in here. Yeah, rough. I'll make the trek over. Chad Dukes just rips. Oh my God, I, I can't, I can't even. We'll we'll, co- we'll we'll probably bring up VAR at some point or another, um, sort of talk about where we come from as Redskins fans. We introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Brian Stabby. I'm a lead editor and now a podcast manager at Hogshaven. You might have read some of my recaps. You might have read uh, some of my other insights. Um, you might be someone from the comments calling me an idiot. And you know what? If you do. You're entitled to your opinion. It's a free country. Boys, you want to go around the room? Let's go left to right. All right. I am Neil, and I'm a uh, yeah, lifelong D.C. sports fan. Huge Cavs, Skins, Nats, Wizards, all that. Um, yeah, excited to get this uh, get this started. Uh, I'm Chris, much of the same. 
I'm a big DC sports fan with a lot less credentials than Stabby. Yeah, I'm Brian, also another Brian. I'll agree with the the last two. I'm a big DC sports fan, but I'll admit that I kind of wasn't a Skins fan probably until I graduated college, which was, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. Um, really? I think now I've become, yeah, well, I don't know. They were never good, and so it was always kind of like a laughing stock, and now they're they're kind of in the mix. I mean, you've seen the stats. They've been 500 for a very long time, and so as they've been winning more, I'm always kind of interested and the better they get, I'm, I, I'll call myself a bandwagon fan for for but this. But you're not any other fan. You're only DC. Yeah, absolutely. But the Skins were never a team that I used to like. Oh, Sunday, I'm I'm ready for this game. But now it's turning into that. Yeah, and, and I mean I like we're that. all of what they call the lost generation, born early '90s. We've never seen this team ever really have success. Yeah, they are our team. We still root for them. We watch them on Sundays. But at the same time. You know, whereas some of these older generations of fans, they can look back and think fondly on their experience as a fan. We haven't had that functionally at all. Yeah. We've got nothing. I, I we like, got close. I just, one season, that was it. I remember we were on our way to, like, the fucking first, first round. <laughs> we were on our way to, like, the Kennedy Center. Okay. And the Skins were in a very crucial game they had to win against the Seahawks to make the playoffs. This was probably... I don't know if it was the Seahawks. I'm just. It was the Bears. Maybe it was the Bears. It was yeah. the Bears. It was a game they had to win to get in, and the it Bears was a game they should have won. The Bears were out of the playoffs. Yeah, and they had nothing I remember to my for. dad. He was way more into it than I was, and I was like, uh, it was just funny because they they had no fight, and I was like, what is this team? Like, meanwhile, I was diehard Caps fan. They were garbage at the time, but they they showed a little more more will to their game, and so that kind of jaded me I think a little bit or made me feel a little jaded to the team like yeah, this team lo- doesn't have lo- it but I also like I know they've won how many three championships yeah so they might be one of the I was first. alive technically for one of them I was you were technically alive <laughs> yeah. I mean I was I like mean, you were alive or you were I was like four <laughs> months old when they wanted when they won oh yeah you know you were dead then. <laughs> I mean like I didn't have any co- I couldn't tell you what I was doing that day it's been a while it's been a while I mean we've seen I think three playoff wins in yeah. our lifetime. Somehow. Uh, so yeah. my whole point of that story was just that I kind of grew up thinking that they were always just a disappointment and that, like, yeah. they I, had a chance, but they would blow it. And so now I'm starting to see that, okay, and now I know a little bit more about the team. how they lost that game, too? It was like a fake field goal. Yeah, it was like a bullshit play that I was like, oh, my God, you guys lost in the worst, like, Worst way possible. Like I'm glad I'm not a diehard fan because I would be destroyed right now. But now, now they're growing on me, and I'm I'm waking up every Sunday being like, all right, who the skins playing? They still have a chance here. And you know, the, I think we speak we sort of speak similarly to a lot of folks who grew up in this area, who grew up as Redskins fans, where we want so badly for this team to succeed and to be able to experience what people before us were able to with those three championships um i mean they were either a dynasty or bordering on a dynasty depending on who you ask but you know every single notable redskins player like we have not seen a redskins hall of famer in our lifetime like someone who played on the redskins and will be in the hall of fame because of their time as a redskin yeah and you think back to like the 80s and um even earlier there guy after guy after guy where like they have busts in camp and so for us, 
you know, we're still we're still here. We're still a part of it. I mean, we obviously care enough to be talking about them every week. But the fact is, there's a growing segment, and it's almost getting to about half of the fan base, where it's just like they've never had any experience rooting for a team that is good or has won anything. Yeah. And it's that's kind of crazy, right? It is. Yeah, it's hard. To, yeah, it's hard to believe, especially with football, um, it, that a team could be this bad for so long. Well, isn't this the first year that they like finally admitted that they didn't sell out season tickets? Like they finally said that, <laughs> I, yeah, as if it, it was wasn't true. evident on national yeah, I don't TV. Think it was before that, but they finally like this year admitted it because like yeah, we have have not been that good, and it's, you can see the stands at games, and it's not. It's not what it used to be because, yeah, people know, like, it's it's hard to get out there. Like, I love going against the tailgate, but it's it's hard to get out there. And like, their it's, defense, it's FedEx, is also massive, but, yeah, it's still but it's, pretty it's empty. stadiums, I mean, it used to be crowded. I mean, they're, they need to start winning. Yeah, They need to win. If they win, it'll cure everything. Yeah. And, you know, I think this season, at different points, there was some optimism. Um, they were in first for a while. You know, they won some games they weren't supposed to. The best seven days of my life. I mean, they so how long it, was, it was like three <laughs> weeks. They won like didn't they win three or four in a row? Yeah, I mean, there were three games over five hundred and had a two game lead yeah. in the division, and then first injury, and then the whole team just took a nap for a month. Well, injuries. No, I think they started to play the way that they <laughs> usually play. Yeah, they were. I honestly, they were overachieving in the beginning. They I, were, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think they were afraid of their own shadow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think sort of like it was expectations what? started to catch something, up to them. Something changed with that defense. I don't know. They were they were playing amazing the beginning of the season. We they were unrecognizable. Well they and, they started yeah, that used to okay, be our, and our then like games flaw. like four and five, they like were insane. Like they like had like crazy amounts of points. Like like I was like, This is the best I've ever seen. Not yeah, even, not man, even not no, even was, points, but they were stifling some of like the best running backs yeah, in the league. Elliot, Zeke, yeah. Zeke McCaffrey, and who was the other big name? They they kept three guys under like three guys that Saquon. were well, yeah, yeah well yeah. around a hundred yards a game to like forty, and I was like, this team actually might be good. I mean, I there to was the at, at one point this season, um, I wrote something about how man for man, this is the best defense we had ever seen in our lifetime. I remember that, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like they started giving up 500 yards a game to like it seems like Tampa Bay. Yeah. Now you have to I mean, d- delete that. Article. I know. Yeah. Now I just look like <laughs> an idiot. Now I'm those comments up. are gonna be blowing Anonymous up. Anonymous comment coming your way. Uh, I, yeah. So talk about fantasy real quick. Uh, when they signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix, I was quick to pick up the skins on uh, in fantasy, and I was like, oh man, they just bolstered an already very good defensive unit. But I feel like. Around that time is when the the table is turned. I have turned. a hot take. What's your hot take? It's better uh, be so hot. Well, it's not very hot. <laughs> uh, for a lot of like defensive backs, I feel their success is scheme oriented, and they strive well. Like they they perform well based on the individuals around them, and I don't think. We've had the support that Josh Norman had in Carolina, and we probably don't have the support that uh, the Packers gave to HaHa Clinton. So uh, we can bring in all these big names, but I don't think they will perform well until we have individuals around him, around them that will help him. I mean, they have DJ Swearinger. 
I do. Swears, and they have Josh Norman. I love him. I, I I agree with you, but it's just crazy because I do think individually there are so many talented individuals on this defense. Ryan Kerrigan Kerrigan's is one of the best. He's probably the best Redskin we've seen in our life. I didn't yeah. realize. I saw the he's stat this great, weekend. Yeah. What is he, he's like, quiet. six sacks away from an all-time like, he franchise broke, record? He, set, he, he passed Charles Mann's record yeah. last weekend. How old is he? He's, I think he's in his late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, so What's he's still your, got a few uh, years left. Well, so. yeah, what, what age do you stop playing? You could, you could play defense, I think, until your mid-late 30s. Right. So like he's I, got he's got some tread still left on the tire. Yeah, for sure. Those are he, hard miles. They are hard miles. But you know he, he's putting up two or three a game, maybe two, yeah, one and a half to two. One, yeah, and one, he's one. never injured. Yeah, he is an Iron Man. He is an Iron Man. We have him. You know, we got these two, the rookie, uh, the young lineman that they have in Jonathan Allen. Oh yeah. And Deron Payne. Alabama boys. I mean, th- those guys are freaks of nature. That's the best defensive tackle love, pairing we've had yeah, in our life. I love those signings. That was incredible. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Big Daddy Wilkinson. Yeah, I remember Wilkes. Um, and uh, Dana Stubblefield. Do you remember those guys? I kind of remember that name. Those are like early well, 2000s. But, at, you know, Payne and Allen, those guys are freaks of nature. And so if, you, if you have those two guys and DJ Swearinger and HaHa Clinton Dix and Josh Norman, and Ryan well, Kerrigan. Norman's. I like Ionitis yeah, and Norman. Ryan and Matt Ionitis. And Norman's yeah, I, gone. When? This year? Yeah. I don't yeah, Norman's contract kind of losing Norman right now. He's not worth the money. I, I mean think. he's not he's not he, played terribly well, but the fact no, of the matter yeah. is there is talent on this defense there and the is. fact that they're giving up five hundred yard games is I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Have we gotten yeah. better? I thought oh obviously Jacksonville was was way better, but I think they've been getting a little better since Did they cut their fire their defensive coordinator? No, I don't think they made any like. No, we no wait, that's the problem. They haven't made a change. Yeah. <laughs> after he set up his own joke, <laughs> but it was like it was like two or three <laughs> they games con- they only. They continue to perform terribly, and they do nothing about it. I don't understand. And I don't like how there's no yeah. We don't adjust fast enough, like at all. I feel like yeah. I feel like there's nothing in football like a timeout in other sports. Well, like no. See, here's the thing. You don't really see it. Well, sometimes teams can put up a halftime or a change at halftime. Well, and we can pivot the skins to this. never do. You know, there are teams where they talk about the system is the system. We want guys who fit our system. The Redskins talked about this. On offense in particular, when Alex Smith goes down, Colt, Mc- Colt McCoy goes down, they say, all right, Mark Sanchez is the best guy for the job. Spoiler Him? alert, he was not. Him? Him? Yeah. Josh Johnson. Came in and won his first NFL game, albeit you know we're, we don't have to put qualifiers on this. We don't have to talk asterisks. They're playing Jacksonville, who, after being a very strong team a year ago, has really totally fallen apart very quickly. I'm first of all so thrilled yeah. for Josh Johnson. Yeah, that was that awesome. was seeing that. That was very cool to watch. Was pretty yeah. awesome. He's, he wait, was, he's waited a long time for that. You could see how excited, how emotional he was. How much it meant. For it sure. really. I, I, that was that was great. That's yeah, one of the coolest things of the season, I think, for us. And, you know, it, the question now becomes, I mean, you hope Alex Smith ends up, like, being okay. I think at yeah. this point there's an assumption, like, if he's able to live a normal life, that's great. Yeah. I think the consensus is he's probably not playing football again. Yeah. I mean, how old is he? He's, like, 33, 34, He's in right? his, yeah. his mid-early 30s, but the fact is the injury he took and then the, the having to have the extra surgeries after it. Yeah. It's it's terrible. It's debilitating. And yeah. you know, he has finally left the hospital. It took it took over a month. 
for him to leave the hospital. But he's out. He's out. Yeah, um, it's terrible, but yeah, thank God he's out. Yeah. His contract still on the books, so that means the Redskins are going to be extremely they're, – they're in, in a crunch. It's guaranteed money. Guaranteed. Okay. Counts against the cap unless I think he is, retires. Um, yeah, and I, even terrible. then I'm not sure, but he's not going to. They're, they're, they're going to have to pay his, his, his contract, which means that – you know, I saw this week there are all these people who are going out there saying, oh, well, the Ravens are looking to move away from Joel Flacco. But, like, we can't pay him. I don't even want it's Flacco. It's ridiculous I don't to want think Flacco. that he would come in and play for us. Yeah, and all that I aside, just don't think he's that good. We, it, it doesn't even matter because it's he, too much. we can't afford yeah. Joe Flacco. So Josh Johnson, there are baby. two options. Yeah, so it's either they roll with Colt McCoy and a backup huh. or they, they go and draft to someone. Which how I, long is a uh, McCoy? He's got another year. Okay, he does. Okay. Well, I mean, how, sorry. How long is he out for with his injury? He when was walking. His... He was walking around this week without a boot. Really? All right. He's not coming back this season, though, right? I think if he there makes the playoffs, there's a chance. Thoughts he could really? come back this season. All right. But if JJ is, re- I don't know. If he picks it up, I'm uh, all right with. I don't know. If the if the skins, he's got a better arm. If the skins don't honestly draft a quarterback in their first two picks this year. That's idiotic. They've or, already, or if they don't make a trade, on, depends on who's in the because who they have is not going to put them in a position to make Do the playoffs. Have anyone in? They the, have so many areas to address. But quarterback is number one because that's the biggest hole right now. All right, so four, here's, four here's players a in. But what? Here's a question: no Do you feel confident with them next year, starting with Colt McCoy under center? No. No, I don't. Do you feel confident with them starting the year with Josh Johnson under center? No. No. I think I need to see a little more. Yeah, why don't it's we It's a small sample size. I need to, yeah, he's got at this point, it's I exciting, but more. I don't think it's sustainable. It's it's also tough to not get caught up in the moment with Josh Johnson. Like, we could have a completely different conversation next week depending yeah. on how he performs. Yeah, I, mean, I'm, I agree. I'm using the coming into the Giants game, I mean, down 40 nothing, but he rallied the team and did – he did great for the two okay. quarters yeah. he played. Yeah, he put up two touchdowns. I granted, I think it was garbage time. They but were they were the playing team. a very light defense, but like it, it was fun to watch. But and the then team has it got me excited for. for last week. And then he gets a win. So I mean, yeah. I'm excited, but I don't think it's going to translate. Into I, a full, I don't think that's a full season hopeful. of I success. Think we gotta, we gotta let him give him a shot. I think this is the opportunity for that he could thrive in. I think the he's fact is, job so at far. least one of Colt McCoy or Josh Johnson will be on this roster yeah. starting next year. Absolutely. I think they so. have already. I mean, they have seven wins, right? Yeah, seven and seven. The rest yeah, the rest seven. Seven. yeah, yeah. So they have that. already played themselves out of getting one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. Unless they trade up, it, it, is this draft even like? But it's that, not that good. It's not quarterback heavy like it was his no. previous. So that's that's better. So the question then becomes, and someone wrote about this on Hogshaven last week: Have we already written off all of next season, assuming that yeah. Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback? I think so. I, I mean, I don't. But yeah, we need to see. I'm still not like that confident with him in there just because he's had he's had chances and I really wish he like had more time this year to do something but we've seen him play when Cousins he, he was put in for Cousins and he still he won he them games but I mean he's, he's, a, str- he's a backup and it was always a close game I mean, it's never like a blowout with him it's always it's always very close and like 
you see mistakes, but yeah, he's a small sample size. But I'm just, I, I'm still not confident. It was, it was just such a, it was such a bummer. Like they, they prefaced the game with a little like intro, like this is my chance. Like this is a great shot for him to lead a team into the postseason. Like this is the best chance he's gonna have, and then he gets hurt like two, two possessions in. I'm like, yeah. ah, like he can't Very catch a break. Like I, I, I root for him, but it's just bad luck. So, right now, Josh Johnson stock very high. Um, you know, they have a game coming up this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that. But I think first, yeah, we got to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room, which is the big news, you know, off the field. Um, Bruce Allen infamously saying that the Redskins win off the field. And this week was another example of them not doing that so much. Um, Monte Nicholson, you know, got involved in a little bit of an altercation as. It is in 2018. There was video, which made things worse. Um, yeah, which is kind of frustrating. Like, you can have the worst story comes out, and it, it completely flips as soon as there's a video. Which, I mean, shouldn't be the case, but as soon as people see it with their own, own eyes, completely changes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it happened with Ruben Foster. It you know, happened with Ray, Ray Rice. Rice yeah. The whole thing. Um, happened at the the World of Beer, a place that uh, and we're very familiar I didn't with. Know there were any of those left? I thought they were all craft house now. <laughs> yeah, um, just local. Wait, that's where the Nicholson event happened. Yes, oh. in, in Loudon. Must yeah. have been bad trivia night. Bad joke. You're damn right. <laughs> we'll cut. <that. laughs> just keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> I don't really know what, how much there is to say. My initial reaction was. I was disappointed. And the fact is, I don't know, what stood out to me, obviously it was a real boneheaded thing to do. First of all, you know, don't get into fights in public. Don't get too drunk. Don't do it on a Wednesday of a work week. Building all towards the idea of, is this the type of team that lacks the discipline from their leadership that they're allowing their guys to go out they feel like it's okay to go out and like do these kind of boneheaded things, not just in general, but in the season, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially a a team like the Redskins who are in the midst of unlikely chance that they'll make the playoffs, but they're, they're not out of it by any means. No. And it's just exactly how you said it. Boneheaded. Like you're, you're making a push here, and you're a starter. I think a starter. I'm not sure if well, not, not anymore. But now he's getting in the mix. I mean, they you, they still need him. I mean, there isn't a team in the league that doesn't need three cornerbacks. If nothing else, he's a depth player. He's somebody that's expected to to play should he have a chance. And the fact that he's doing this off the field at this time in the season, it's it's unacceptable. Yeah, you're coming off a win. If the team's feeling good, and then this happens, it's yeah, that's a that's a downer for the team. And yeah, it's it's not what you want to hear at all. Yeah. Week. I think he was recently replaced by Haha Clinton Dix, but uh, I mean, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe he's frustrated off the field. He does something extracurricular, uh, gets into some trouble. But in the NFL, you're always one injury away from starting. So not only does it make the team look bad, but it's just not being prepared for the next week. Yeah, right now, HaHa Clinton Dix is like in the mix for a Pro Bowl spot, mostly due to the fact of what you know he's coming from Green Bay. He I, I think up all absolutely those what he's done in Green Bay. I, I haven't been very impressed. No, with he hasn't been that good. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like we're gonna sign him too. I mean, I don't. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's worth the money big, at this point. Uh, yeah, I don't really think we should. Unless he's no, if they're if they're either gonna need to move someone or they he's a he's a guy who you could see them franchise tagging theoretically. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl cornerback. They don't grow on trees. But the fact is, now you're down a man, and it's just not a good look for the Redskins, especially you know this piggybacks on top of the whole. Ruben Foster thing, that was something that really turned a lot of folks off. So it says, all right, well, what kind of organization is this where they condone, go out and get guys who are willing to do this off the field, who engage in these extracurriculars? Now, Ruben Foster, clearly a very talented football player, but it's sort of that cost-benefit analysis. Well, are we willing to put up with this if we think it'll make us a better football team? I mean, those are business decisions. But at the same time now, I mean, Monte Nicholson – He's not going to play for the rest of the year. He might not. He might not ever play for the Redskins again, let yeah. alone in this league. Yeah. I mean, he, the fact that there is undisputable evidence that he did this, he could get himself in trouble with the law. It's just so frustrating. For every single time with this team, it seems like they're taking a step forward. They continue to take as many or more steps back. Yeah, and especially go, going back to what Neil said, coming off a big win, something that kind of kept the season alive. This is the story that's now dominating the headlines this week. It's not. It's not this matchup against the Titans. It's now, what are what are the Skins going to do about this decision? Is Nicholson going to be kept on the team? Is he going to be suspended? It, that shouldn't even be a like. That should not have anything to do with uh, the media this week. It should all just be about the matchup and who's starting, who's gonna who's gonna have a big play. But right now, it's it's all about Nicholson, and that should not be what the players or the media or the coaches have to think about. But instead, it definitely is, and that's something that is just tarnishing the reputation, I think. Well, that's a nice segue into this week. They have a huge matchup against the Titans. Um, They're not exactly in a position where they control their own destiny, but if they win out, they put themselves in a position where with a little bit of help, um, they could still make the playoffs. I mean, they had a three-game lead at one point this season in the division. It's beautiful. Dwindled dwindled away. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. That's what I said. So, um, what are our thoughts for this week? You want to do some predictions? What are we, what are we thinking is going to happen here? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be low scoring. Um, I've seen hot take. Yeah, I've seen the Titans play, and until Derrick Henry showed up like two weeks ago, they've they've struggled in the red zone. Been a lot of field goals, so I'm thinking our defense can hold him a little bit, like they did to Elliott early on. And um, what what's his name? McCaffrey. Um, I think yeah. we can. It's going to be a low-scoring game, and I'm hoping AP can kind of do his thing like he has all year. And um, I'm going to say 17-14, Skins pull out a win. I am actually quite similar in the opinion. I think it's going to be a 20-10 Skins win, um, but I think that's all going to be contingent on the Skins defense uh getting a couple turnovers and probably running back one for a touchdown themselves. Uh, I don't know if Josh Johnson has it in him to put up 20 points. Uh, I know the Skins have struggled with that number all year, but I think if we can get a good performance out of the D, uh, we have a good chance of beating the Titans and putting up around 20. Yeah, for me, uh, there hasn't been really a hot and cold team like there has been uh, for the Titans. They've They've come out and and really challenged, beaten a lot of good teams, but they've also come up short, facing a lot of a lower half of the league. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and predict 21-17 
to the Titans. I just think with a fourth string quarterback, we're not going to be able to produce enough to stay in this one. I'm going to flip you. I'm going to go 21-17 Redskins, and I think you're right. It, it's going to come down to limiting mistakes, not turning the football over. I think offensively, Adrian Peterson has to have a big day. Defensively, we need to see the front seven get the job done in terms of slowing down the run. And they have shown that they can do it. You know, maybe it's a long shot at this point. You just hope that they can keep on letting it ride and extend what could be a really special end of the season. They have kept in check some of the better backs this season, but that was earlier. So I'd like to see a good statement game from our D here to, to show them that we're still fighting for something. All right, well, I think on that note, we'll uh, we'll start to wind things down. Appreciate you guys hopping on. Uh, Going to be really excited to see where this all goes. Really excited to be a part of this new Hogshaven podcast endeavor we're going to be bringing on some more hosts some more shows coming at you live just about every weekend season and uh with a fair amount of regularity in the off season for chris jones thanks for listening for brian b Drumba. uh let's go skins let's keep the season alive boys uh let's get that win for neil nedbot hendricks i'm liking the uh, hot cast and uh, let's keep it going brian savvy thank you for tuning in Check us out. Subscribe. This was Hogs Night, a pork cast. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.